What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to VCast, where church and culture come together. As always, if you haven't already liked or subscribed to this podcast, please do so. Give us a like, follow us, and uh, everything you do helps us to continue to reach people with the Word of God. So we love you guys. I hope you enjoy this podcast today. God bless you. Welcome back to VCast, everybody. Uh, we are going through the book of Ephesians, and we're really excited with this new series talking about identity and who we are in Christ. Um, and uh, this is actually going to last a couple of months, so we're actually been going deep into the book of Ephesians. And so if you're here and you're listening to this podcast and you, you want to uh, get more plugged into it, go ahead and just take your Bible out as we're going to be going through Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. And this week's topic is called, I Am Blessed. So, uh, Jacob, why don't you take it away and talk to us what's going on right now? No problem. I think when talking about I am blessed um, and kind of affirming that, a question that we need to ask is why does God bless me in the first place? Mm. Right? Why does he bless me to begin with? Um, within all religions around the world, like the word blessing isn't primarily a Christian exclusive word. When we think of blessings, all religions around the world struggle and not necessarily struggle but have a way that they are blessed by god or by whatever they believe in um in other religions some people have to make pilgrimages to a certain place they need to see a um a guru repeat a mantra or a prayer and give a big donation of some kind or even sacrifice in some places in order for god to notice them and bless them they manipulate god through their deeds um so the question is, what do we do as Christians? What do we do that causes God to bless us? Um, and, um, you know, like I like I, I like what you're saying, too, because like the blessing usually only comes through me doing something to deserve the blessing. Yeah. And really what it means to be blessed from what I remember learning was that the word blessed just means to be favored mm-hmm. by God. Um, and in other religions, you're saying that in order to be favored by God, I got to do things to earn that favor. But that's kind of the opposite of grace, where grace is unmerited favor. Mm-hmm. So when you think about a Christian, a Christian is not blessing isn't something that I earn. It's something that I am. I am blessed mm-hmm. in, um, because of God. And, and the Christian God is not like that. Like, um, even though there are many Christians who believe that, um, especially if you look within church history, every single church is plagued by legalism. Right. Like mm-hmm. a, a, there's no deni- well, not within every church, but within every denomination, you'll see legalism no matter what denomination you're in. But as a Pentecostal, I know that legalism has crept into the Pentecostal movement for a long time, very long time where, um, you know, you, if 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 women dress a certain way or if men dress a certain way that then they will be blessed or you have to yeah. pray a certain way or you have to do a certain thing you can't watch tv that's the devil's box mm-hmm. um and many of us grew up with that and again these are these aren't pentecostal um doctrines doctrines these are just it's how legalism creeps into the church and makes us believe that true blessing comes from performance mm-hmm. but true blessing really only comes from the person of God. Yeah, I, I even had a conversation with my mom because my grandparents grew up in um, legalist, legalist churches. And last night we were actually just talking about it where my mom used to have to go to church with the, the veil 
and they had to cover their heads and they had to make sure that they would go into and this was a pentecostal church they would have to go in with a veil um they weren't allowed to shave their legs they only allowed to wear dresses right so it's this way that behavior like behaviorism changing your behavior sort of crept into the church my mom even for a very long time wouldn't pray because she thought the only way to pray was how the church taught her you can't pray any other way than this way no you have to say this you have to be on your knees that's Mm -hmm. the only way god will hear you so for my mom for a long time dealt with that that's true yeah and and if you read ephesians 1 3 it says blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And and I love it too, because this is at the beginning of Paul's letter to, to Ephesus for a very specific reason. He puts it there at the beginning. Um, and I, I, I know that the reason that there's a reason for that, mm-hmm. right? Like he could have put that as its own little subsection, but he puts it right at the very beginning. My question would be, what what is happening in Ephesus that you feel like maybe this is the reason why Paul put this at the beginning? So let's kind of explore some of the spiritual side of Ephesus. Of course. Um, so obviously, like we had said before in the beginning, that there were some religions and some beliefs that you would have to do something in order to be blessed by God. And this is happening a lot in Ephesus. Um, people would go there for festivals. Um, I remember in the first podcast, you said that Ephesus was sort of like New York City, right? right? So people would go here for festivals um, to manipulate the spiritual world for blessing. Now, we don't know much of the kind of rituals that they did. We're not exactly sure, but we know that a lot of people would come here for that very purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, We know this because there's something called the Ephesia Grammata, which were letters, not to be confused with Paul's letters, but they were letters to Ephesus containing magical formulas. Mm. We haven't, I don't think now, um, we've translated what those words are yet, but we know that these were magical formulas, sort of spiritual things that they would do. So these practices were very common in Ephesus. So when even when Paul goes to first preach the gospel there, a riot nearly breaks out. Mm-hmm because the grace and free spiritual blessings that the gospel gives threaten the economic well-being of those who profited from the dark arts. Oh, of course. Like when you were saying they were selling little statues of Artemis and they were selling all these kinds of things for these magical arts in order for people to be blessed, in order for people to be protected. Like back then when people would buy these statues, they didn't just buy them because sometimes they thought they looked cool they bought them because they thought artemis is going to protect me right right if i buy the statue of the god of love mine the person who i'm with will love me more right this will increase the um um my sexual experience you know what i mean stuff like that Mm -hmm. and paul comes in and he says this is free like this is the free gift this is free spiritual blessings and they got really mad about that yeah i think that um wherever religious practice exists extortion exists um this is where you saw this is and some people are like yeah you know you're not allowed to sell stuff at church jesus flipped the tables but that's not what was happening it wasn't that they were selling coffee mugs or selling coffee in church and that's why jesus was flipping tables these were people who were were 
extortioners. They they would go into the temple and say, hey, these people are coming here to make sacrifices. And they would literally tell them, well, your sacrifice won't be accepted by God. But if you buy one of our sacrifices, that will be accepted by God. Mm-hmm. And they would take advantage of poor people, steal their money. They would literally um, deny sacrifices that people brought in and tell them they have to buy one that's more appropriate. And they were liars, thieves, and swindlers. And that's why Jesus reacted the way that he did. Um, and, and, and again, it's Jesus as well. So we know that's the reason why he was able to do this. Um, but we see it also in Acts 19, 19, um, where it says that a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted the value of them and found it came to 50,000 pieces of silver. The people of Ephesus came together and burned 50,000 days wages of magic arts books after hearing the gospel. That's the power of the gospel. When you find out that blessing is free and I don't have to do spiritual things in order to get um, results in my life, because that's what really what witchcraft is. The Greek word for witchcraft is pharmakia. It's where we get the word pharmacy from. Um, and, and so, you know, um, anybody who tries to make you gain a better life by saying, hey, if you do this, you'll get a better life. Or if you do this, your life will be better. If you do this, someone will love you. Like those magic potions and formulas. Um, That was the type of stuff that was going on. People are being freed from this dark witchcraft um, after hearing the gospel. Yeah, the grace and blessing that God gives us does not require anything of you. Mm -hmm. Um, The God of the Bible is really the only God in existence that has given you blessing while receiving nothing from you. Right. He receives nothing from you. Even when we praise and worship him, right? We, we had talked about this. I believe we talked about this in a podcast where we have talked about that even when we praise and worship God, he still gains nothing. Mm-hmm. But he calls us to praise and worship him because it benefits us. Mm-hmm. So he literally, there's nothing we can do to pay him back for right. him to gain anything. He is self-sufficient, self-sustaining. He's worthy. Everything that he calls us to do and everything he does for us benefits us without us earning it. Yeah. That's really good. It's all, and this is why you see a repeated pattern in all of Scripture, including Paul's letters, where everything is to the praise of the glory of His grace. Yeah, that's why He blesses us. Right, He blesses us because it, it, to to pray to God and to worship Him is a blessing in and of itself. Yep. You know, it goes back to that old adage that they came up with where it was like, you, you don't have to pray, you get to pray. That's a blessing. Right, like, like prayer is not something you have to do. That's Reading fire. my Bible is not something I have to do. It's something I get to do. It is a privilege mm-hmm. and an honor. Um, I, I remember a, a pastor saying, you have to be a tremendous fool to not pray mm-hmm. because God is giving you a say in history. Mm-hmm to pray for the sick, to pray for things to change, to pray for God to move in your nation, and he does, to ask God something and he moves, mm-hmm. that is a tremendous privilege. I mean, not only that, but think about other places that don't get that privilege, mm-hmm. right? I can't publicly profess my faith. Did you know that China, I don't know if it still is, but China is expected to be one of the biggest Christian nations in the world? Yeah, it's been Christianity has been rising tremendously in China, but they don't get to publicly do it. Mm -hmm. Right. They they don't get to go to the store and buy a Bible like we do. I think they I think that in China, you're allowed to be Christian. You're allowed to practice. But there's certain things within Christianity that are banned Mm -hmm. that you can't publicly talk about. 
It's like, so you can congregate and you can meet and talk about it, but that like, it has to have like government approval and there are certain topics you can't talk about, things like that. So I think the government has control over what you preach and teach. Yeah. That's why a lot of them still meet in secret. <laughs> exactly. Because then you can preach and teach <laughs> whatever so. you want. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's the, the blessing that we have to just read our word is such a blessing. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, um, but now when we go to Ephesians 13, we see 113. that 113, sorry, 113. Um, we're still in chapter one. Ephesians 113, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Mm. So this is again going into um, the blessings that we receive. And these are some of the spiritual blessings. It's the seal. We've been sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Right. It was an ancient practice and even practice today. Oh, yeah. To put a seal on your personal possession. So in modern times, we might see you might see names written on something like whenever you go to work. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you're in the office and you write your name on your lunchbox. So yeah. that when people open up the fridge, they know that that, that it's yours. Yeah. Right. Um, and farmers today, they'll brand their horses mm-hmm. with their little seal. Yeah. They put it in fire. It's like a little metal rod. And right. at the end of it, there's their symbol or whatever it is. They heat it up till it's like red hot. And then they press it against the skin of the animal. Right. So that when people see the horse, when they're out and about, they know, ah, this horse belongs to Joe Schmo down the It's also the on um, on juices, milk, um, just different products that you buy. Oh, brands. Yeah, the, like the, companies. Well, the, if you, not just that, but the caps. Like if you've ever bought in like a, 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 um, a drink that has like a metal top, like Snapple, you have that sound when you open it. That popping sound is a seal that what what is on the inside has not been tampered with because it's been sealed and it's fresh and 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 that's something that 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 the holy spirit does he is the seal upon a christian that's the guarantee of an inward cleanliness that god has put in us and and the same is true with us who put our faith in jesus christ right um he places the seal of the holy spirit in us and we now belong to him and it's a statement that you'll no longer be tampered with that sin is no longer in your life you've been made clean correct um again going into like last week when me and pastor allen were talking about um a saint i am a saint it's that you have died to your old self and now you have been made new and sin is no longer how you are looked at you're not looked at as a sinner you're looked at as a saint because of the seal of the holy spirit which is one of the blessings that has been Mm -hmm. given to you you are no longer sin is no longer what you're labeled as right labeled as a saint now right and i think there's 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 an importance that we have to put on on blessing in christ what it truly is and what it truly isn't um there was a story in the bible that's one of my favorites where um jesus uh empowers his disciples to go out preach the good news cast out demons heal people and these guys go out and they're casting demons out of people and the disciples come back to jesus and they're like jesus even demons are subject to us when we use your name. And Jesus goes, don't marvel that demons are subject to you. Rather, marvel that your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. Mm-hmm. He goes, wow, demons listen to you? Fantastic. That's not that impressive. You know what's really impressive? Your name has been written in the, bl- in the blood of Jesus Christ, and your name is sealed in heaven that you are guaranteed salvation that is the ultimate blessing that is found in jesus and and the reason i bring that up is because we have a bad tendency to 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 take to take things of this world as true blessings Mm -hmm. right oh what a blessing that sunset that god (laughs) created because like guess what i know 
atheists and people who don't believe in Jesus who enjoy the sunset. Mm -hmm. Why? God is that good. Yeah. That he blesses even the people who don't believe in him, mm -hmm. which has a very specific name that's called the common grace, grace of God, yep. where you have you don't have to believe in Jesus. You don't have to believe in Jesus to enjoy the, the blessings of this world. Mm -hmm. God blesses every human being. I think the scriptures say it, that the rain falls on the just and the unjust all the same. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how good of a person you are. Every person can experience the common grace blessings of God. Exactly. But the one blessing that is exclusive to Christians, and it's the greatest blessing you can receive. Paycheck is a great blessing. Money is a great blessing. Getting a wife and kids is a great blessing, but all of those pale in comparison to understanding that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and I'm sealed for eternity. Thank you guys for tuning into our podcast. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. If you did, don't forget to give us a like, a follow, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with as many people as you know so we can get the word of God out to everyone everywhere. We love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.